Hi, Christine. Hello, Russell. How are you? Long time no see, even though we just kind of... Hey, when did I last see you? It was like in a week capaci- ago. Yeah, in this capacity. I think it was like... No. No. Two weeks. Yeah, something like that. No, ten days ago. Eleven. <laughs> I mean, the days are just flying by. It's already November. It's November 11th, Remembrance Day yes. right now. Shout so. out to everyone... Absolutely. Has fallen for us. Absolutely. And um, it's typical Prince Super Day, very, very stormy. Um, my brother went to the, um, the ceremony at the courthouse mm-hmm. and said it was like insanely gross and miserable weather, but you know, people were still there. So, oh, that's great. It's pretty amazing. It's great to honor our veterans today. Yes, absolutely. Dad, did you get a, a poppy? I did. Yeah. I did not. You and I feel not. horrible about that. But. Well, you know what? I I have several poppies and the, like I wear different coats to work or vests sure. or whatever. I also stabbed myself this year a bit with the poppy, placing right. it on my right. work clothes. But yeah, I always get one, but I tend to lose them. I really... Okay, so um, I follow someone on... A couple of people, actually, and they're, they're beaters. Like, they're, you know, they, they bead. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. I've seen some of those. Yeah, the poppies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing. Yeah. And actually, probably, it's better to get one of those, you I know? I think like, so, yeah. It kind of lasts a longer yeah. time. And, Plus, yeah. I mean, you know, the person who made it obviously put a lot of love into it. So. Yeah. No, I... That would be something we could do next year. Yeah, for sure. And I did have a moment of silence in my car. I did didn't go nice. down and brave the weather. Um, I did not either. I was doing a, an order. I do feel like we have some very challenging weather right now. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just didn't want to brave the outside, which is terrible. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's also... A full moon, and yesterday yes. something invaded my body <laughs> and was somewhat evil because I was like not, not balanced the, yesterday. Not like, Glenda I was just snarky in my head and had a bunch of homework due, and I had no patience. And, oh no. But then I felt reassured because it was a full moon, yeah. or it is a full moon tonight. I think. Yeah, full moons tonight. It's also Mercury in retrograde. I okay, don't know watch you... out, everybody, because Mercury is messing things up. <laughs> <laughs> That's going until I believe. Well, it started on Halloween, October thirty first, and it goes until like November twentieth. I don't know if you can see right now. My eyes twitching. It's okay. Just it's been breathe. Twitching for a while, and my dog is trying to get your attention. That's okay. <laughs> Every now and then, I get a twitchy eye too. Yes, yeah. it's it's crazy because I mean. More so when I think about, like, stuff that does stress me out, um, it'll just go into overdrive and I'll just be like, I look like... That happens to me too. Yeah. It's terrible. I don't have stitches anymore, though, in my mouth. Can you tell the difference? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. No, you can totally see, because when you heard the last time, you can totally see, like... Yeah, it was like... That was was like a day after, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I'm eating everything again. Awesome. Life life is coming back together. Yes, that's good. That's good. I have exciting quending okay. today. Tell me your quending. Okay, so today's quending. <laughs> um, I saw this on Facebook, and I actually didn't um, fact check it, so I hope it's not a fake story. But mm-hmm. um, it's a cool little article about how the Swedish government um, has granted $175,000 to fund drag queen story hours for children. Oh, my God. So this caught my attention, and then I did post it on my Facebook. Um, one of my friends posted and said that they do this in Toronto. Oh, no And way. I think this would be super cool. Like, it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of neat where the money's coming from. It's coming from a Swedish inheritance fund, and it's a state body that manages the inheritance money of Swede- Swedes who die, and they haven't written where they want their money to go. Oh, so they okay. kind of have this pool of money that they need to give out. So um, they gave it to an independent association that broadens Sweden's cultural offerings with fo- with a focus on LGBT issues, diversity, and equality. And That's amazing. Yeah, I would totally go to that story hour. Right? And now I want I want to find a story hour <laughs> that, um, or maybe that's something we do down the road. It would be super cool. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, just have a drag queen story hour. I bet it would be very entertaining. I think we can find a couple of um, people who would volunteer to be a drag queen for a day. Yeah. That would be pretty exciting. Yeah, and it's actually on my bucket list this year. It's yeah. probably going to go into the new year, but I I want to go to a drag show in Vancouver. I haven't gone in a long time. Yeah. So, well, um... It, it's kind of like, I'm noticing it's kind of splitting from the hardcore downtown Vancouver Davy Street into more, or maybe mainstream. I'm just noticing more. Yeah. Like, I, I know the Biltmore, the Biltmore Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what it's called now? That, that's so. very, very, you know, the place for a lot of the um, uh, drag queen performers that were on RuPaul's Drag Race. They like to go there. Um, they're, they have their resident girls, of course. So um, it's kind of cool to see it elsewhere. Like I've seen some on Main Street mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like becoming more um, not so corporate anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, let's just go here because we'll see, you know, a cookie cutter. What's a cookie cutter? Well, a cookie cutter drag queen, you know, that, that's a horrible thing. I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, Mike Wendin is actually, um, to to talk about the um, what happened with, I don't know if you saw last week or um, the Rainbow Poppy fiasco. Um, <coughs> sorry, okay. I did. But I actually didn't dive into it, and yeah. and I actually don't know what happened. I know there were some rude comments. Yeah. I know someone maybe pro- proposed the idea of a rainbow poppy yeah, to it, honor LGBT there's just veterans. There's so many different stories that come from, you know, um, mm-hmm. the internet, which is like, you know, a breeding ground for so many good things, but also so many horrible things. Yeah. And from what I've discerned from this is it came from... Or the article I read it came from, like, a school in Toronto, and it was just kind of, like, made up. Mm. Um, and then I also read that uh, Rebel News Media, um, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with Rebel News, um, they kind of were the people behind this, which is horrible, because basically they just put this out there to cause divide between... Yeah, the to, create, to create chaos, yeah, right? Exactly. And then... But to that, it really showed a lot of people's, I wouldn't say true colors, but I mean, you know, their mm-hmm. comments on the situation. People who I know, you know, in town here, or I was like, wow, okay, that's... Well, and it just goes to show, too, like, you know, like right now in my school, like I'm reading a, a lot of articles based on research and right. evidence-based and and people who have done studies. and I yeah. And I think when you throw out kind of the fake... Yeah. News stories that that people just take a glimpse of and they exactly. only read the headline. You know, yes. they don't read yes. the whole article. And then all these opinions and and yeah. things get thrown out there. And for me, I think some things need to remain the same. Like but I never read the article, but yeah. I wouldn't care if I, I get what the red poppy is, I understand yes. it, I get the historical significance. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was a veteran and I was LGBT, though, maybe I would wear a rainbow poppy. Right. I don't know. But then to find out that the story was a bit fabricated. For sure, yeah. But then you see this entire big backlash. And yeah. it, I, it's a reminder for everyone to just pause, Yeah. open up the article, mm-hmm. take a look at it, see if it's real. For sure. You, and, know? you know, just look at the, the source. Because, I mean, you can obviously tell on the link if it's... Like, for instance, a blogspot.com or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just... It's not a news article. It's not it's a, a news blog. article. It's but a, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, because you click on them and then it looks like, you know, CNN or, you know, yeah. CBC. It's got the same colors mm-hmm. and the same, you know, advertising and stuff like that. So, you know, to, to that I can totally see people kind of going, oh, okay. But, um, yeah, just kind of be more, more present and... Um, Aware. Absolutely. Yeah. Which was, like crazy mm-hmm. just to see but you know at the same time i don't know we're living in that digital age right where yeah. you know you can go down and see something happen Click downtown it. and then you can just post it on yeah. facebook and you're a you celebrity know, you, and then suddenly an issue is just really blown up so For sure yeah, yeah. there's so much, so much crap but the other thing i wanted to, to kind of mention was have you heard anything about the smithers um 
queer, queer festival. Fest. Yeah. No, 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 neither did I. Hmm, maybe there will be something. I hope so. Yeah, because that happened on the ninth, which I still think is pretty awesome. Congratulations, everyone involved in Smithers. Yeah, yay Smithers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's pretty cool. And um, what do are we doing today? Well, today I'm very excited because we are going to DP World. DP World. And we are going to talk with Mike Pucci, okay. who is um, working, uh, obviously employed at DP World. Yeah. He invited <laughs> us. We actually had a, a nice little conversation when we were at a social event. Yeah. Um, and Which in itself I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. And Mike actually let us know that he's a fan yeah. and Russell and I were kind of tickled because it's our first (laughs) official fan um but yeah and mike has a really exciting job which we'll talk about in the podcast um learn more and i'm super excited to see and a part of prince rupert that i don't wouldn't really see right and so we're going to be talking about a variety of things and mike is very positive too about um prince rupert did i say that no no um so yeah sweet yeah so in a few minutes we'll be driving over to dp world in the pouring rain yes wish us luck See you in a minute. Bye bye. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to Rainbow, the Rainbow Nation podcast. We are super excited today because we are doing the podcast from DP World, and we have Mike Pucci with us. Hi guys. How's it going? Good. Good. What um for okay for dumb guys like me? What is <laughs> what is DP World and what do you do? So there? DP World is the acronym for Dubai Ports. So the city-state of Dubai, which is a kingdom, um, you know, does not have an export. There's no oil in Dubai and that kind of stuff or anything like that. Uh So their money is actually based off of their kingdom's money from generations and generations and generations and generations of interest from way, way, way back. From nomadic times and the desert and that kind of stuff. So when you think of like like nomadic tribes of the desert, their kingdom is based off of that and that's where their money came from. And it's just been interest generated upon that. So about 30 years ago, the cousin of the reigning prince went to um, Pitt University. Yes, Pitt in Pittsburgh, India. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, And came out with an international, uh, paraphrase, international business degree and came up with this idea of why doesn't their country, because it's on the water, ocean, uh, have a free trade zone. And basically allow for the movement of goods to happen. So what a free trade zone is, is that no matter where you're shipping to whatever country, you might need to re, um, restuff it, rejig it, do whatever you want to do. And it allows it to happen without paperwork being changed. And so they did that. They set that up so then it becomes a hub where shipping then gets drive to Dubai. Mm-hmm. And then they can break it up and re, uh, repackage it and then send it out to other countries and that kind of stuff without having to go through a whole bunch of hassles of customs. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so a sufferance warehouse is another term for uh, a free trade zone. Anyway, and so that's where uh, it happened. But when he came back from university, his, uh, it was actually his, his uh, uncle that was, the rain- that was reigning at the time. Um, said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let's, yeah, I like the idea, but we're still building up our, our, our other industries and things like that. And they were investing in a number of different areas and stuff like that because they have to actually invest. What, so what they did is they set up a hedge fund. So those great uh, hedge fund managers that you hear about buying up uh, hockey teams and all kind of stuff, that's what the country did. It's basically set up a hedge fund and, and then invest in different technologies and companies. And so they were doing that. And then that uh, uncle uh, cedes his uh, seat to... Um, our chairman's uh, cousin, mm-hmm. and the cousin says, I love your idea, we're going to run with it. And so they dumped money into the terminal that was in Dubai and the free trade zone development, and then knowing that um, they're going to have a difficult time because they're coming into the game in the 1980s, most ports are established by this point in time. But ports are owned by their internal governments and then leased back to companies to run. So... They went and said, well, what we're going to do is start buying the leases so that we can then also generate some return revenue and that kind of stuff. And so that's what's ended up happening. And they're now the number four uh, terminal operator in the world, very, very close to number three, uh, roughly 80,000 employees. Um, I think it's 190 or 192 vessels they service a day around the world. Um, And so Prince Rupert, when it became available... 
they they looked at it and said this is an ideal location, something that they want to get into long term, and uh, they made a play for it. And so the previous company I was working for was actually owned by a different hedge company, Deutsche Bank, and Deutsche Bank was going through some um, tough times after the tech bubble, and so they ended up putting up their lease here for sale, and so DP, DP World ended oh, up investing. Wow. But wow. at the same time, it wasn't that they just came in and, and vultured it. They actually had a master plan that they did want to be in BC and in Canada, so they actually also have a terminal in Nanaimo. The uh, red cranes next to the sea bus down in Vancouver mm-hmm. are ours, mm-hmm. and we are in the process right now of closing the deal for Fraser Surrey Docks as well. Um, wow! In, uh, the Fraser Valley, and so this is all part of a of a, a grander plan of of understanding trade, and we can get into like that idea of trade and that kind of stuff. So it's not about monopolizing; it's actually about a better service model, mm-hmm. so that the goods that that we use be it the paper cups or the microphones, yeah. are actually cheaper, but also there when you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't always have to rely on the idea of, a, of Amazon trying to source all over the world. It's like it can be centralized and local at the same mm-hmm. time. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I have many questions. No problem. <laughs> I would like a hedge fund. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all do. I think, can you yeah. hook me up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I guess uh, I guess your RRSPs is kind of a hedge fund yeah, in the yeah. grand scheme of things. But that's essentially when someone invests in their in their retirement, mm-hmm. those he- those funds that they're investing are going into other areas that then get invested into yeah. stuff. So, did you know, and you probably didn't, that forty nine percent of this terminal here is actually owned by the Quebec punch- pensioners? Oh, no, the, yeah. No. The, so the Quebec government pensioners um, have forty nine percent. So it's actually forty nine percent Canadian owned. That's super Crazy. cool. So how many people does DP World employ in Prince Rupert? In Prince Rupert, we've got uh, about 110 if you, when you count the super, total supervision. But if, if you're really looking at how many we, we employ as far as pay for, you're closer to 1,000. Okay. So the longshoreman um, number is roughly 800, and then we have uh, an additional uh, 100 and so, plus then there's some other contractors that we have on retainer and staff that oh, work okay, with us yeah. as well. So it comes okay. up to just under 1,000 th- people. So is this like the, the, the main office, or is there another place? No, actually, this is, <laughs> surprisingly, when we start talking about 1,000 people and 10% of the population of, of Prince Rupert, it's actually a satellite. We actually don't have a full back room. Uh, we have uh, some payroll and some AP and AR, yeah. so accounts payable, accounts receivable uh, here and stuff like that. But majority of our back end stuff is actually happening in Vancouver. Oh, so, okay. so um, the the total effort that we're spending in Prince Rupert is really about um, making sure that we have a strong operations and then what we're doing with the back end because we have Nanaimo, Vancouver and then we also have another terminal in St. John, New Brunswick not St. John's but St. John, New Brunswick mm. um, we're able to then have some synergies about some of the stuff that's happening there so our HR for instance is located in Vancouver Wow. Okay. Yeah. But again, when you start saying 10% of the population, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are the largest employer, like like payroll employer, next to Northern Health. Wow. Here, here to Prince George. Wow. Crazy. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. So, the connection with the... I think I'm stealing your questions. So you don't <laughs> no, no, no. But how is the Port Authority connected with... So, the Port Authority is my landlord. So okay. just like if you're living in an apartment building, I rent an apartment. Yeah. This happens to be my apartment, the terminal. Okay. And so they provide the water and the and the sewer and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. not the city. They they will pay the city and then but we pay them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and that's where some of the conversation I think the community's kind of heard about um taxes and some mm-hmm. stuff and I'm okay in, ha- in having that conversation, but it really it's not DP not pay or er, not paying the fair share because we're given a bill. But that bill goes to the Port Authority, and the Port Authority then pays out as well as to the governments and that kind of stuff. So it's it's not a an issue with um, the terminal. It's actually an issue with the Canadian government and how they've structured that relationship between municipalities and um, Port Authorities. It really only comes up in about, so there's, don't quote me on this, this number, but it's roughly 50, sorry, there's roughly 200 port authorities across Canada, and of that, only 20 or so fall under 30,000 people. So okay. when you start talking about tax base, mm. there's a very so it's so yeah. so the, the the model works for the majority, but not 
definitely not the minority. And then when you start saying, well, Prince Rupert's terminal is the second largest terminal in Canada, now we're not paying our fair share based into as an economy piece as well, right? So that's where the, some of the cities kind of making some of their claims. And, and again, I think they're fair claims, but it's not for the company, my company, to, to be involved. We just got to participate in whatever that legislation is, and that's what it sure. ends up being, okay. is that legislation. So it's, it's not even the Port Authority saying, no, we won't do it, but the government actually has to change the model. It's not, it's not an agreement between the Port Authority and the city. It's actually between the Canadian government and the uh, Federation of Municipalities. Wow. Okay. So I'm just looking at it. No, I know. I know. It's, 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 it's like an amazing piece for those. Watch. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and radio does the best for yeah. this kind of conversation, right? We're looking out the window right now. Yeah. It's a windy day today. Um, so. Well, let me put it this way. Let me give some picture. So uh, the uh, piece of equipment that lifts the uh, containers off of our stacks, I think yeah. most people understand what we look when they think of terminal, they're stacks containers. Those tires are roughly four feet tall. Pardon me. And they cost about 8,000 each. Wow. Um, They're solid state rubber, and we have an agreement with uh, Goodyear to actually manipulate and do testing on our rubber to make sure that we get a special tire with a special formula of rubber so it works in our environment, in our conditions, Mm -hmm. and in the best way possible environmentally so it doesn't break down, Mm -hmm. as well as economically so it doesn't break down. So that's just an example of what we're looking at. Um, The cranes themselves are, if you're looking at the operator, about nine and a half uh, stories up. But if you're looking at the very, very high orange peaks, we're uh, talking about about 14 stories. And they're actually Lego compartments. So there's actually uh, spots where... Um, you can actually separate the crane and actually put in a new block to make it higher if you really wanted to. (laughs) Um, Because the ships grow... The cranes have to grow with them, and it takes about two years to build a crane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were to put the Lego piece in, it takes about a year to do. So you do your balance on that. How many cranes does Prince Shepard have? We have seven, and we have an eighth currently on order, which oh, will be here wow. for the knock on wood end of twenty twenty. Wow. It's eighteen months to two years for that, um, and that's not including the de- the delivery window. So. What ends up happening when you don't buy a full... So they come over in ships in a hole. Yeah. Right? So I think people yeah. have seen that. They yeah, come yeah, over yeah. The, I remember there. when they were coming in, like there were two coming in. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't buy the whole ship's worth of cranes, you have to go on the milk run and they do a delivery system. And so, oh, wow. for instance, our crane was built on day X. We didn't see them for three months later because the milk run was doing its drop-offs and stuff oh, like okay. that. On the last oh, yeah. run. But yeah. Um, Just like an Uber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Group Uber. <laughs> totally great example. I'm Group super Uber. coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. we got a good deal, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took the senior crowd. Exactly. Um, and so then some people always ask about, um, uh, you know, how do you, how do you, how the stuff runs? So it's electric. They are electric, the cranes. They're tied into BC Hydro. And then inside all of their hydraulics are mineral oil. And so um, if there is a spill, it's that clear. It's basically baby oil. Wow. Okay, yeah. uh, um, right. And just so just like BC Ferries or any of those other type of companies, yeah. um, we use mineral oil for stuff that's up against the water. And um, the other lifting equipment has what's called uh, trans in it. And these, this trans fluid is, is a shell product uh, along with petrocan. And it's uh, quote unquote environmentally friendly. So it does have the stamp on it, mm-hmm. but um, it's not uh, as clean as the baby oil. Mm. Um, these guys will drive in a circle anywhere between 40 and 60 times a, a shift. Right. Wow. Jeez. So with the two extra cranes mm-hmm. coming, that you would obviously need more people to work yes. here. Like, how many people do you plan to employ so in the next right decade? Now, so let's, let's, or five uh, years. Yeah, or two yeah, years. Yeah, or two. <laughs> no, 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 this is great stuff because you know what? Right now, on any given shift, we'll see between 60 and 100 or so people mm-hmm. working out there. Um, in two years' time, we strongly suspect we'll see an average of 100 to 140 people out there. Okay. So they say, or say, well, 20 people, that's not a whole lot. No, that's 20 people each shift. So yes. that's 60 yeah. people. Yeah. 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 363 days a year. Yeah. Uh, seven, or, you know, and on a 24-hour one. So it actually works out to be a lot more people. Be, the 60 people is probably closer to a number of 150 that would be full-time equivalent. It looks like it really kind of come down. 
Yeah, I'm hoping. Let's, let's, let's yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we we don't hear the the alarm. No, I don't. Like I heard the alarm. Heard the alarm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that alarm system. Yeah, so yeah. When you guys were walking in, you heard a, what sounded to be a like, like a, a siren, a siren, yeah. a, an emergency siren, stuff like that. And I know that some of the people in the community hear that as well. Yeah. Um, what it is is legitimately a siren for us that says that it's too um, windy to work, and it ends up being unsafe. For two reasons. One, it's too hard for the equipment to operate because of the wind movement mm-hmm. and there's big pieces and so they'll take the wind and shift and move and then we might cause an accident that way. And then the other one is there is the potential for wind to um, move a container by in- inches but then all of a sudden so many inches move and it f- rolls off of the stack. Wow. And that has happened in the past as well. And so what we want to do is... Um, basically keep people safe and so sure. 72 kilometers an hour is the magic number um oh there it goes yeah. again, there goes again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a super offensive alarm though no but I you know I could understand people on uh Graham and, and Atlan and stuff More like that or to the mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. even so um in the Kootenays and that kind of stuff over here is that you know, if you don't know what it is, yeah, and sure. it sounds alarming. Like, yeah. oh, is, there, is the ambulance coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that kind of stuff. And then if it happens often, like it's been today, well, what's going on down there? Is it you know crazy yeah. and scary? And sure. Yeah. What kind of partnerships does the port have, like with First Nations so groups? And we are actually built the terminal itself. This land was actually built on the Lahane site. Oh, okay. And so uh, the Coast uh, Coast Simshin have worked with um, Port Authority and DP World extensively. And so the relationship is very formal in that there's a number of pieces to a, an MOU and contract. But also it's informal in that um, we're always looking for any partnerships um, economically to make things work. So give an example, uh, LAX has the fish plant that's mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, they've been shipping through Vancouver because this wasn't here 12 years ago. So we've been working with them to see what can be done for them to ship through Prince Rupert because it's cheaper for them to do that um, and what would be needed in that, in that mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Um, a lot of the cursory services, so I'll use like janitorial, security, and things like that, mm-hmm. um, uh, JVs or solely whole, uh, owned, operated uh, indigenous companies are working with us that way. Um, but also, you know, it's kind of funny, and, and, it's, and it's not meant to, to be anything more than actually something to be proud of, is that roughly 56% of the population is indigenous. We've got 10% of the population working here, and when you actually do a survey of the population base here, we actually have a, almost a true representation of, of that 56%. Wow. Oh, cool. And then as far as uh, female participation, too, we're up in the high 20s, early 30s percentage of uh, female participation. Hmm. And it's actually growing um, year by year. So when I first started, it was in the low 20s, and now mm-hmm. it's, it's... And I suspect... The next time around, we'll probably see it to definitely into the, into the low 30s to mid 30s. What's your official title? Sorry. Oh, my official title yeah. is manager of administration services. So, oh, okay. um, it is anything that doesn't involve moving containers. So, I often am the face of the organization, the community, but I do do commercial work, um, the back end stuff I represent as well. Um, yeah, no. Uh, nice. basi- basically, it's it's that anything and everything that we can do right. and be, and and um, I think being a Prince Rupert is probably what got me the job. Um, and wow. That kind of stuff. Yeah, because you're born and raised, right? Yeah. 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 Super cool. Yeah. How long have you been with them? I've been, t- it's 10 years actually this year. Uh, the terminal's been around for 12. In fact, Halloween was the anniversary of the first ship that we ever uh, oh, unloaded. Wow. And within 12 hours of that um, was the millionth container for this year that we took off. So last year, the millionth container didn't come until um, after Christmas. This year, we saw that millionth container at Halloween. So we're basically two months ahead of the game. That's amazing. As far as growth. So you see yourself, or the like, with the the new cranes, it's just getting more and more... Yeah, so that's the whole reason why is that... um, it, you know, again, perfect for me. I've got this great chart that shows yeah. <laughs> the growth that the terminals had. So of the 12 years, there's only been two years where there hasn't been growth. And that doesn't mean that there was negative. It just we didn't grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're yeah. continuing to grow again. So this year was supposed to be a flat year. And we actually grew double digits again. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Um, you, you say wow, and sometimes it's so, and you know, it's, I guess you got to say, you well, know, I mean, be humble. So, so, yeah. But it sometimes really sucks because yeah. <laughs> it's, you, you never get to put in a plan because it's always changing because you're like, oh, I was budgeting for this and now it's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. right? Like, yeah. 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 And so, you know, some people get, str- you do get stressed, you know, you're like, it, I can imagine. It's growing really fast. Yeah. Sorry, I can't so, no, 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 it's okay. Go ahead. Well, you you gave the example of he showed us like this. Um, I don't even know what you would call it. I call it crane cap. We'll post yeah. the picture, but it's sure. like a little yeah. crane. Yeah, it's module. like a like a physical representation of what we're looking at of what someone would work in, and you know you kind of likened it to like a roller coaster. And I can imagine like your job must be kind of like a roller coaster in the sense where you plan for something like you said, and it just goes. Yeah. Yeah. For the better. For the better. It's always for the better. I think because even if it was negative in the way that the 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 volume was going, you would still be better because you have an opportunity. You're supposed to look at it, right, and make Mm -hmm. plans and changes. So that's one thing I think that being in constant flux is really good at. Yeah. Is that. Yes, it's stressful, but you always are looking to make a good decision opposed to complacency. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone mm-hmm. can can imagine that example of like, well, if it's you know you know ah you know everything's kind of good, everything's kind of good, everything's you kind of. But there's so long, many different right? variables, right? Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so with us, it's it's fantastic, but it it does what's, get stressful. What was like okay, what, what's been like the worst day for you? The like worst the day, uh, you know what. I think what it comes down to is the worst day is usually the worst day for the guys out there. And so we're so everyone here is, is close, like it's against a small town. So sure. when there's a, a death in a family, yeah. it affects a, a lot, lot of people. people. And even maybe not direct relative, but like a friend, again, your friend and like that kind of stuff. And so you yeah. see them working and you do. And so, you know, we have had moments of silence for, for people that have passed here and stuff like that, even though that they were maybe no longer with the terminal or and it's just it just they all kinds of, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know wow. or or health scares so again um you know n- you know knock on wood that yeah. people are healthy and happy but when someone has you know the the c word or, or something yeah. else right yeah. you're going oh, yeah. God, you know so that's where the black cloud kind of sure. hangs over i think in the event of an you know when the answer is probably obviously like, well accents so yeah accents yeah. are obviously bad and stuff like yeah. that but you can try and make that better, and you, any decision you do in any investigation is always to try and make it not happen again. When there's something like a death in the family or or, or cancer or things like that, yeah. you don't you feel helpless, yeah, yeah. and yeah. everyone else feels helpless, yeah, and that's when the zombie mode kind of kicks in, yeah. Um, wow. Those things, you know, those those are the things that you know. Or the other one, I guess, the other bad day one stuff is, is like. When you're waiting, like you've you've paid for it, and it's, it's, it's the same idea as Amazon. You've paid for it, but you're waiting for it to come to the door. Yeah, and sure, it's something yeah, that you're you waiting for. It's really in. important, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. still like, you know, and, and so that window in there's like, and you're telling everyone, no, it's coming, it's coming, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, going, yeah, yeah, right. It's whatever, Mike. Yeah, yeah, whatever, Mike. I'll believe yeah. it when I see it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. those days are sometimes trying too, because you're like, I'm, honestly, I'm trying, guys, but it's not here yet. You know, right now it kind of looks like there's, it's like really calm out there. Yeah. Is it just me? No. Um, no, it's it it's neat to watch. Like, yeah, it seems yeah. very calm. It seems very orderly. Like I don't see a lot of people out on the site, but I know yeah. they're there. No, they, you know what? It's, it's uh, so there's there's uh, two pieces. So it is very much like um, the ant farm, where yeah. there's just a fluid train yeah. of equipment, ants. And yeah. again, no disrespect to anyone, but best yeah. analogy I could, yeah, is yeah. that you can see that the travel of, of the equipment and the and the and the, the product. Yeah. But also um, every move. So this truck that we're watching, and for those people, are, yeah. we are seeing a white truck with a gray box on the back of it come around the corner. Yeah. I could tell you if I had my paperwork in front of me, plus or minus seven minutes when that truck seventy three twenty six would be coming around the corner because every move is planned. Uh, anywhere between eight and sixteen hours ahead of time. And so, where are the planners? Where they're do downstairs, they right below us. Yeah. So they'll take in information from when the ship sends it to us, and from when the rail line sends it to us, and then they'll make quote unquote the plan for each move. So every box has its own unique identifier. So it has actually a number, and for those that can't see the picture, but it'll be posted yeah. on the corner and on the back. There's actually a number. Yeah. Okay. And that's unique to that box. Yeah. So, so it's kind of so like a barcode. It totally is. And yeah. so the ship will say, hey, can one, two, three, four is coming off in your town. Okay. 
We then say, okay, can one, two, three, four. That's going to be in this section of the ship, so it's going to be lined up against crane four. Crane four picks it up, then puts it on the back of track number, truck number this, and will then be told to go to a grid location, and that grid location on the ground, and wow. then in the stack, and then vice versa with rear. So for like a programmer, it must be just like cake. Cake. Well, you know what I mean. Like, help me with that one. No, no, just yeah, like, that's a good one. Smile, because I want to hear this one. I love it. I, if you can't tell, I love analogies. I love explaining. So yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, like, just hearing the process. Yeah, you're, yeah it's a like, process. Yes, yeah, totally. Absolutely. And as a baker, yeah, you know, it's, it's you have to, amazing. If you're gonna make a good cake, yeah. Uh, then then yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. yes, it is. Hundred percent, it is because yeah. um, if it was, and, and and again, if it was not planned, it could happen. Like you said, you yeah. know all the ingredients, but yeah, if you yeah. didn't have the right, the right steps in the right order, or too much of one thing. Sure. You got chaos. You've got yeah. a mess. You've got something yeah, that's yeah. not going to turn out, and that's exactly what would happen here. So, some of the things that would happen here, you'd have guys going to the same location that shouldn't be, and then you might have a, tra- a tractor accident. Um, all of the stacks are actually sorted by destination and by weight as well. Oh, okay. So when we look out the window in these gray yeah. containers directly in front of us, mm-hmm. that could be a destination, say, Memphis or Detroit or, wow. or, or something like that. And so all the, the containers that are coming off of the ship that are for Memphis, for instance, would go in into that, that row. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then the train will, company, the CN, will tell us the Memphis train is on Tuesdays. So we know that that stack is going to be emptied on Tuesdays. So the planner says, okay, I need to have this amount of space because yeah. I know this amount of containers is going to be needed. And I have to save them for this amount of days because this is when the train schedule says they go out. Oh, my gosh. So you're actually predicting for two or three days in advance. Lot. This is like a person living with autism who likes to organize oh, their dream. <laughs> it kinda, you know what it kind of is? It's because you can, the, six, the, the really, really successful ones... Um, are able to envision a much bigger picture of... Because you can plan your row, and it's not going to hurt anybody, and that's fine, but you may not get the best, and you may have some wasted space because you can only put so many in a yeah. row and so high. And, and so, like you said before, so each each like uh, container is like by weight. Yep. But it could be different stuff in it. So yep, doesn't matter. I don't care what's in it. Oh, okay, I okay. care about the weight, and I care about the destination. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and so, but so if you're wasting a bunch of say ones and two slots, like like I got two slots here and four slots over there, when you add them all up, that's a lot of space maybe missed. Right. And so that's where when you're saying mm-hmm. like, it's like that that piece of like how do I see? That's where the really good ones are. It's like oh, if I don't put it there and I put it way over there, I I get to maximize my space somehow. Uh-huh. And so there's tricks and tips and there's some uh, programming stuff. But I'll be honest with you, uh, the the props goes to those planners because that's exactly it. They are reading. What is happening currently in the yard? And what's yeah. coming? Then, then what's coming yeah. in? And, and then, then what's going out? And, then what's going out. Yeah. and, uh, and so it's a team. They, they, they're yeah. cross trained between uh, rail, vessel, and then what we call customer service gate so that they all understand what, how each of those uh, ebbs and flows happens. Yeah. And they can each do that job so that they take into account the needs of the other side for right, that need yeah, and yeah. then again maximize so I think that the headache would come in though with like the weather something yeah you probably control. yes yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean like a train could be delayed how, mm-hmm. how long uh, yeah. oh my gosh oh no no to- no no I completely agree yeah. so then you, you have what we'll call tricks up your sleeve for when that kind of happens yeah. right your, your uh, over capacity thing so we have been at a times of this year and other years where we're over 100% and we have little spots in our yard, which we have markings on the ground, where currently there are no containers that we might be parking our reach stackers. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Worst we might be... scenario. Exactly. And we've yeah. been putting containers in there. So um, there's a really kind of famous picture in our office where we took the roadway through the rail yard, uh-huh. that big, wide road, roadway yeah. there, and that was stashed with containers two years ago oh, wow. for the entire summer. The whole, that whole road, um, roughly 800 meters, so I think 700 meters of it was containers. And that would be happening too because ships are slowing down for some reason? or Because weather, weather on the other side happens too. So two years ago, there was such a thick fog in the Shanghai Harbor that no ship left for like five days. Oh, now wow. their harbor has literally, uh, I'm making up a number, but it is dozens of mm-hmm. container ships coming out of it daily. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so that's a big deal. The huge deal. So not yeah. even just for us, but for around the world. Crazy. Um, and then again, um, 
well, we're talking about wind today, so the wind is, has um, stopped work. We're looking, no cranes are, are running on the on the. Oh, ship okay, right so it's officially stopped. Right yeah, now. yeah. So, you, so we're still the ground level. We're still uh, safe, but at the ship level, not. Right. And so um, now, believe me, we didn't plan. We don't plan because no. it costs for every hour they're here. That it, there's a charge against them. Mm-hmm. So they want to get out here as quick as possible yeah. too. Um, and so, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. So it's 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 all a game in which it, you have a little bit of buffer space, <laughs> and then you just you know you work with and and that. Remember, I said about the plan uh, with DP World and making shipping better and easier and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Beginning mm-hmm. of the conversation, this is where the ship that's that's here is actually going to go to our sister terminal in Vancouver next, so we can take some of the time from our sister terminal, give it here, or vice versa, which then makes. Uh, good for our clients because they both can use CN and oh, continue okay. the, and continue the, yeah. the trip yeah. things like that. So it's yeah. not about us monopolizing or anything. That's it's actually about the the benefits of shipping. It's like look, yeah. we can give you another out. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got some flex, but we need to exactly. Um, it's so that's where they that's where the overall company sees is is that that's why they're going out and, and continuing to grow is that yes make money and let's not begrudge let's not begrudge them for making yeah. money and something like that but the idea is that they can actually do some deals to make it make sense yeah things yeah. like that because there is these things that prop up all the time um, you know jeez uh, when was it uh, I've been here too long I think but they're, they're, they went a long time ago in my in my scale mm-hmm. uh, the Costco the Costco Yokohama was uh, about I think it was a Jan- end of January beginning of November was crossing from Asia and it took the northern route along the Aleutian Islands, and a rogue wave came and basically, like a hand, grabbed the corner of the vessel, pulled it right over where the side touched the water, and a bunch of containers came flying off. Wow. She was damaged, and so she rushes to port here, and we obviously helped her out and stuff like that, but in other places, they may not be able to help her out because they've got so much... Um, other backlog yeah, yeah. trips come so yeah. yeah. So what we were able to do was was shift some some vessels around to go somewhere else and but again within the system so that mm-hmm. again we're able to service them and things like that and, and give a best service. And in fact so there's a Costco vessel as you can see on the uh, stack there, mm-hmm. the smokestack. Uh, Chris Calusi and uh, Evan Deschamp and a couple other managers from uh, DP Vancouver are actually on a plane currently to Korea to uh, visit a couple of steamship lines, and then they're going to go visit Costco midweek. Wow! And, and so, have you ever gone? No, there? I'm not a big fan you're of that kind of stuff. You just I like I like here. I, here. Yeah, yeah, I know I know my fishbowl well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but the whole point is that again back to what asking. So we're going to go talk to the big big boss and ask them what do they need. Yeah. And and that's why we're sending two print super people. That's there, super so, cool. Is that they say okay, this is what you need. I can do that for you. Okay. Or I may not be able to do that for you, but let me put a plan in place where we will do that for you. Yeah. Um, they were actually here this uh, this summer. The big boss and a couple other people. They came for Seafest and they saw the float that mm-hmm. the union did and stuff like that. Oh, mm-hmm. nice! And they had these toy. We had these toys on the float, stuff like that, and it was all right cool. And they actually donated some money into into it as well. So yeah. That's well, great. we were just talking like when we were coming here. We had no idea where we we're going. But, yeah. Uh, we're if, like, we should yeah. actually tape this trip. <laughs> yeah. We're like, is it that nose? Yeah. Or that? We, <laughs> we went the other way for some reason. But what we were saying was, um, do you remember when it was just? Like essentially a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. where like, people would come here to practice driving and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I came here to pa- practice too, driving when too. I was sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah or you know, go I used to smoke. To, yeah, and we go, go up to the, the viewpoint, top, yeah. the viewpoint, smoke, yeah. And, yeah. and now this is just completely Insane. changed. Yeah. And it is completely yeah. it's not even a, like we used to always say, "Oh, let's go for a cruise," and yeah, yeah. you know, you can't even cruise to the port. Yeah. No, like unless no, and I know that. I know that. I know it's sad. It's sad for some people too, right? Remember walking the uh, walking the yeah. tracks, right? Yeah. yeah, because there was no traffic. Now there is literally eight trains a day coming into Prince Rupert or out of Prince Rupert. Right. And how many trucks? So uh, trucks, not so many, um, because our model is based actually after evacuating through rail. Because the north doesn't have the population to suck up the goods that are in the containers. Okay. So majority of those containers are actually going inland to the United States and to um, Canada. Uh, to be um, de-stuffed and then sent back to your store here because um, here, basically, a shipment for a week of the Walmart isn't even one full container truckload. 
Okay. And it doesn't give an example, right? Yeah. So like they can't say, so maybe oh, like one of these. Yeah, yeah. So like like, oh, yeah, like they'll have it. Yeah, sure. Just once, it's once a week yeah. to get their shipment in, right? Type thing. Um, so at the end of the day, for them to say, well, why don't they stack their container and then have it just dropped off in here? It's not worth it because they won't be able to service all of the goods aren't coming out of the same port. So mm. uh, example, Walmart. Walmart ships out of something like I don't know twenty five ports on the Asian side something crazy, wow. and they deliver to almost every single port on the West Coast as well. So they diversify, and then they have certain areas where they then just connect all of the goods and stuff like that. Um, in fact, there's a, there's a famous story um, at, at Walmart where the head of Walmart said, took an orange and said, tell me how this got to my desk. It took them three days to tell them how that orange wow. from source yeah, to yeah. get to the desk. That's how long it took to search all the different trips, like the trips that made that orange made. Crazy. Wow. What's going out of our port right now? So like, uh, coming into we... the port is is predominantly um, retail goods and auto parts. So the retail goods, I'm telling you, is anything and everything. We've got Sony, we've got Gap, we've got Canadian Tire, we've got Brother International, we've got... Um, Oh, gee, like, honestly, uh, dollar store galore. You, right. Like, it's it's anything and everything, yeah. and it's going to warehousing to, to then be broken up. Stuff like that. And it actually is all what they call just-in-time, so that um, the idea is that the warehouse is actually floating with the, pardon, with the container. They go to the warehouse just to re- repackage and then send it to the stores. And then with the auto parts, the auto parts are coming here and going to uh, Ontario and, and then parts of the United States, stuff like that. And why it's really good for, for auto parts is that it's a very fast system and it's a very, very, um, um, I'll call it consistent system. Mm-hmm. Because with trucks, you get in traffic jams, you do all kinds of stuff, and it just can, can be slowed down. Train, it just keeps moving, 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 moving. Sure. Um, so those, those are the two um, you know, big uh, industries that are, that are going into Canada through us. Out of us is uh, grain, uh, a lot of, not just basic grain, but uh, I, we call it specialty grain where, um, and the craft brewers uh, can uh, take claim to this, is that uh, Canadian barley hops and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is really, really, really well sought after. And so people are buying up container loads of those type of products and sending them to their brewery and distilleries hmm. over on the other side. We were just talking about craft breweries the, the other night. But distilleries, too. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, and, and, and there's a huge, huge, huge want for Canadian um, product. And then peas is the other one, too. Peas? Uh, peas, like dried peas. Okay. Um, and uh, it, just think of your lentils that you see in the bulk food section sure. of the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're sending peas in that wow. same same mechanism that, that becomes a, a food for, for people. So a huge amount of peas that way. So um, agriculture is outbound. Uh, we were mentioning earlier before we started about um, some mining. So locally, there's two mines in the Stewart area that are shipping product through Prince Rupert, um, which is really, really neat, A, because it's, you know, being mined in Prince, you know, yeah. in the area. The, yeah. And then B, that it's going out the door. Um, yeah. And so it's local jobs on both, like like here mm-hmm. in Windsor, but also you know local jobs for Stewart area and that kind of stuff too, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, so that's going out the door. Um, you know, it's funny. A container can have almost, it can have anything in it. So there was one time that very we, diverse. It containers. is. There, there was one time I had to deal with a container, and it was rocks from a Chinese river that someone had ordered to a store for their landscaping. So our rocks in BC and our rivers wasn't good enough. (laughs) They ordered... Well, uh, if you have the right amount of money... That's what what I was kind of... And that's what someone says, like, oh, it has the right... You know, yeah. seam in it or something. I'm like, yeah. I just laughed and giggled. So, yeah, like, um, you know, for for those of for those people that are listening that um, are in the forest stuff, there's is, there's lots of lumber mm-hmm. that goes out. Unfortunately, now the lumber mills are are, are shut. But um, in the past, raw logs were going out after they were debarked in in terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, anything, anything you want. We we recently had uh, a situation where. Someone had their personal goods. They were moving, I guess, and uh, their personal goods was in a vehicle, in, in a container, including oh, a vehicle. Wow. Holy smokes! Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think about those things. Like it's, like, it's funny. Vehicle. It's a box. Yeah. So think of U-Haul, right? Yeah. Like anything. Yeah. Like it, we, the, the the system is basically U-Haul for industry. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
things that we've brought in are, are like large mining equipment pieces. We regularly get phone calls to see if we'll do plain fuselages or like pleasure crafts, which we don't do. We turn down because it's just too much of a hassle. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. But like someone wanted to ship a couple times, wanted to ship literally a plane. Wow. That's wow. insane. That's exactly it. Like, like, oh, no, that's, that's, that's not, that's not, our, that's not our model. That's just I not just want to ship my plane out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it's, just, it's just not our model. Our model is we do really good customer service for the, for the retail sector and for the, the people that need fast, consistent. So if it's, like, outside of the model, it just doesn't work, and then we end up sacrificing on the backs of people that, but in groups yeah. that got us here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we're, I'm looking at like all the, the stacks of all of these containers. Yeah. How high can you actually stack them? So before? five containers high. The highest container will be uh, nine foot six, but most are eight foot high. Right. Um, but there are places in the world that will go eight high. Oh, wow. That, that one is crazy in my – because, again – you're going, that's 45 feet at eight, right? That yeah, yeah that's, that, high. That, that's high. You're going there, you know, and then, and so, but the others, um, we do it um, for two reasons. One, uh, safety, where our equipment doesn't, can go that high, but we really don't like it to go that high. And we can invest in making it go that high, but it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. for us because of the wind on the second mm-hmm. half. Like our weather is so challenging. Exactly. So. so let's not tempt fate with that. And then also, because we have so much moisture, Rain, yeah. quote unquote, as, as people see my air, my air fingers, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there's water that gets underneath the concrete and that kind of stuff, which kind of um, softens it. And yeah. so the weight, so an empty container is four tons. Wow. So if you stack more, you just put more pressure on that, on that asphalt. Sure. And when you're mm-hmm. never going to be able to repave, it really becomes a problem because yeah. you're so full, right? Do you so, have, have, have you had to repave it? Oh, yeah. Time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and what we do is, is literally we try and take the slowest month. Which never works out because yeah. because yeah. you can only pave like in good weather, right? Sure. Which is on, on, honestly busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's often some of our busiest times. Yeah. And we try and move all of a cargo out of a certain amount of space, and then we just like block meal or uh, piecemeal. It's like okay, that block we'll do this year, and next year we're going to do this other block, and just kind of rotate and you just keep rotating so it never ends because you're never able to do one whole swath of it. Swath of um, it, um, yeah. It's but it's fun because like, again, back to the stress. Right? You're like, oh, hey, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if we had an off year where we could have some yeah, room to move yeah. some containers around yeah. and get a good paving project happening, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. because that's some upgrades. Exactly. Hey, yeah. But, <laughs> but when you're fighting for every box on a normal day to get a spot, yeah. then, yeah. yeah. Um, so now in order to get these cranes back up and working, we're waiting for... Uh, so Ten what? minutes of clear, clear air. Okay. Yeah. That's not 72? Yeah. 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 72 right. kilometers? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think it was about eight or nine years ago when we had that really, really oh, big yeah. storm that I ripped off people's that roofs. Oh, and, yeah. um, my roof got ripped off. Um, my fence, my yeah, oh, my really? fence blew yeah. down, and mm-hmm. and so we looked at the warranty of the screws on my fence because yeah. we had just put the fence up, and the screws were insured and for 168 kilometer winds, and the winds <laughs> were clocked at I think 172. That's right. Our equipment broke at 169. Yeah, wow. yeah. and I don't think we've. <laughs> Had anything that crazy, but that so, storm yeah. was unreal. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally remember. Um, I, I was out, um, and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, uh, we weren't working because we knew the storm was coming, mm-hmm. so we actually said we're not going to work that shift, but we still had people down here. So I had a guard in a booth that has windows all the way around it, and we had people downstairs and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I know I came down, I was like, I told the guard, like, okay, lock everything up. Um, there's a camera that has this view. Go sit in this, actually, in this office at the time was, wasn't mm-hmm. being used. Use the computer. Use, use yeah, the yeah. I don't want you anywhere near where a rock and flash and smash it. Yeah, it was like it was like garbage bins were being moved, let alone how, like, yeah. like yeah. the roofs being lifted off and things like that. And so no, no, I remember crazy. that. Uh, but yeah, though, I don't know of any terminal that has to deal with that type of severity. Yeah, that, right. it, it definitely doesn't have to with the amount of volume that we do. Um, and so we that's another reason why we have guys like Chris Kalusi and Evan going over to uh, Costco this week is 100% to say, hey, look, yeah, we do have these delays like today and mm-hmm. something like that, but obviously we're doing something good because you're sending it, still sending stuff through us. Um, so what are we doing good? What are we, what can we improve on so that we can maintain that relationship and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Um, because, and, and this isn't fear mongering or anything, but 
um, container companies only sign a one-year agreement with the terminals. Oh, wow. So every April, they, they renew or don't renew. Huh. So, like with the so you really have to be up on your game. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so, so something can go, can go away quite quickly or easily. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I credit like, the people that are out there working. It's not me that, that makes, you know, it's like those, those people at the Longshore that are doing Longshore, like they're doing like, phenomenal work um, right. to, to make sure that the customer service level is there. I, I, you know, we just get, you know, as, as management, make sure that, you know, the money is, is in place and that uh, no one's doing anything that's going to hurt themselves. Um, so all the names on the, the containers, the, that's... That's who our customer is. Oh, I see. Okay. So I don't actually have a relationship with, say, Gap or Sony. Yeah. My but they're shipping through those those people. Companies, so, yeah. so if Gap or Sony complains, then they're going to complain to the people inside of the container box. And then those people will tell us, hey, something's going weird. And so that's, yeah. So what would you say to a young person in Prince Rupert? Like, I'm obviously a teacher and stuff, and I work at the alternate school. What I've noticed over the years and and even at the high school is we have a lot of students saying, you know, I want to stay in Prince Rupert. I want to work at the port. I would uh, would strongly suggest that they always keep that in mind. But I've done the conversation in all all those levels of school, elementary all the way up, and I always say that there's nothing wrong and there's definitely no... Uh, penalty in getting further education mm. because this job will be here. I'm uh, as a principal. I'm going to make sure this this terminal is is going to be here and stuff like that. Mm. And I wouldn't think that it would be in their best interest to sacrifice an opportunity to then just come here. And the reason is is that you know there's not this doesn't want an opportunity for growth. So if you have a passion, follow your passion. And so you know there's a great there's a great guy that that works down here. Um, he started as a longshoreman, then um, became a foreman. But he's actually an artist, by his, by, and that's what his thing. Mm-hmm. And so he likes to take time off mm-hmm. and do his art. That's what this is. That's what this can be for someone. Yeah. Right. Like so. Fall, build, it, build like a little nest egg or something, so you can take your so time you off. Can exactly. Take your Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be a slave to the paycheck. Yeah. Um, because and, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people kind of view this as like the brass ring yeah. in Prince mm-hmm. because it's really technically the only employer. Well, I mean, okay, maybe not like that. But you know what I mean? I like, before mean. there was, like, canneries, people were like, I'm going to work in the cannery. Yeah, yeah. Or the pulp mill. Or, yeah, I'm going to yeah, work yeah, in the yeah, pulp mill. Yeah. I'm like, where are those now? So, so yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't knock the job. The job is fantastic. I just don't want people sacrificing because I, I know that there's going to be an opportunity. Yeah. And I know, and I would hate for someone at 16, 17, 18 who just says, you know what? It's really great to earn eighty, ninety, hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars. But yeah. but you know, hey, that's and that's fantastic and that's great. But if you want to drive a truck, you and and like that's there's not a lot of flexibility, and you have to do things. So if you want to grow as a person, it's gonna to be tough to grow as a person in mm-hmm. some of the roles here and stuff. Like mm-hmm. So if you come with uh, a skill set, then maybe what you can do is if you want to work down here, then become the millwright, become the um, I'll say you step right into management. So um, our senior operations guy, he's not a logistics person. He actually has a math major. Um, right. Our yeah. second, our second number two in in operations is a is an ex McDonald's manager. Yeah. And why? Because they deal with people and stuff like that. So again, all those jobs, and, and so we even went into a career prep class recently, and I um, asked them to give me a whole bunch of resumes, and I asked the class to vote which ones are the strongest resumes. And then I'll pick the strongest resumes. Let's, let's compare. And we weren't even close. I picked the resumes that had volunteer experience on it and um, clubs and that kind of stuff. And the reason why is that person sacrificed their time for very little money or no money. So as a coach, for instance, mm-hmm. and obviously made a success. That's fantastic. That means that's a hard worker. Not so I said, don't underestimate when you go into those classes, you know, in, in, in those students, don't underestimate what you're doing as your passion or as your fun thing. Um, gaming is another one I always talk about too, is that in the classroom, you ask us who games, and pretty much everyone puts up their hands. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I said then, who games in some sort of league or keeps track of their, their scores in some sort of mechanism like a league? Or and about a third of them do. And I said, that's the kind of guy or girl that I want in the future too. And the reason is, is that A, you have some competitive edge to you. And, and so so gaming is, that's a sport, can be, and there's, and there's mechanisms. But, where this terminal goes in the future is going to be remote control working. 
mm-hmm. where we saw this little roller coaster yeah. cab thing. Yeah. No one wants to be nine and a half stories. Like there's people sure. that get their jollies out of that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the Not day, do you, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, do you really want to be hanging nine and a half stories up there? Mm-hmm. You know, and all Probably that kind of stuff. Like this. Yeah. Or we could be in a nice warm office. Yeah. 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 Right. And and that kind of stuff. And so I said, that's right. I, I challenge you. It's like continue on gaming then, but but do it with a purpose. Do whatever mm-hmm. you do with a purpose. And mm-hmm. so if they want to be down here, do it with a purpose. What do you want to do down here? Don't just come down because, yeah, the, ch- the check, but yeah. I think, think they're going to be satisfied at the end. Right. And they walk away. And they don't need to have a special ticket. Uh, I'm, and, and again, not something to be totally proud of or anything like that. But the idea is that there's a lot of people down here that don't have a, a, a solid education, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they've earned their way to a very, very good paycheck, which is friggin' fantastic. Yeah. But they've done it the hard way too. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and I'll be honest, do you want to be out in the weather all the time? Because that's one of the jobs that you're going to be put to. Is and one of the kind of things that you kind of hear and you kind of have to wonder, um, if it's well true or not, or just being people just talking like health, health, men, mental health. Mental health is a huge issue. I have. Yeah. I, I don't know, like uh, this place. Um, yeah, it, it's concerned. Northern Health is is helping us. Um, the union is helping us. But when you work as hard as these people are currently, um, and we're trying to get them support. But again, when you grow every year, you think that you got enough, yeah. and then yeah. all of a sudden you blow There's through a that real number. Work life balance, balance exactly. challenge. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, and, and you only get paid. It's not salary. You only get paid for the days you work. Mm-hmm. So you know yeah. you're, you're for sure right. So. Um, that's you know, there's there's some personal responsibility, but there's also a lot of corporate responsibility. And so we try and put a number out there that says, okay, this is where we think we're going to be um, so that there's enough people that are prepared. And then we want to make sure everyone takes their holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things our staff struggled with this year is actually taking holidays because we were predicting it to be a relatively flat year, and that wasn't. So now, right now, we have a whole bunch of staff on holidays, which is not good because our office is a little too quiet for work to get done. Mm-hmm. We would like to stay job, but people sacrificed mm-hmm. summertime holidays to continue working. Right. And so yeah. how well does that eat? And then yeah. That's not what kind of where you're getting, but that leads to yeah. worse stuff. Um, again, when you're working all the time and you get that one day off, and all of a sudden you just decide to go hard at it, you know, party hard, and right. stuff, sure. that's not a healthy lifestyle either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, if you're bounced around on schedules from, because again, we work th- you know, 24 hours a day, is that, you know, okay, last week you were working all days and this week you're working all nights. Uh, How many energy drinks are you popping through and how much are you eating? Yeah, Yeah, there's a cost, right? Yeah, eating and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know... Not to mention age. Yeah, oh, no, age for sure. Yeah. Uh, The one good thing is we're seeing it getting younger. And I mentioned earlier about about female participation as well. Um, that's That's a huge thing that's actually helped balancing it. So if you would have talked to me six years ago, age would have been probably higher on my priority of concerns. Oh, now it's it's much it's coming down. Now it's the work life balance piece mm-hmm. um, because of the age come down. So now it's oh I've got this. Um, I want to still go and still yeah yeah. Do you look at other ports around the world and see what they're doing? Like, do you follow do, the trends we, of we like do. other cultures, other we, places? We do, and uh, we try to apply it as best as possible. But when you do that too, those t- those cultural pieces are sometimes mm-hmm. non-transferable. So in Canada, um, laws are probably the best way to use mm-hmm. to actually establish what a model looks like, a good model work looks like. So you work with your union and you do that and then so then you forecast out. Because the other thing is you only get paid for when you work. So a person who got a union number and never works is now what are they doing too yeah. right so you don't want too many people that are not working yeah or not opportunity to work so you try and have a just enough number and so that's where if all of a sudden you have a spike in in volume that's when it hurts because you don't yeah. have the, the back but you don't want to those people won't be there if um if they don't work either right you can't call them yeah i got another job and then i know that's where the community feels it too is that the ones that are kind of kind of working here, but they still have their jobs in town, stuff like that. Yeah. And they're calling in sick to their employer. And right. Yeah. No yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel that. for those employers. I really do. <laughs> um, and I get it. It's because they earn a large paycheck here, but meanwhile, the rest of the week, they're they're utilizing you and, and, and the things that you do. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say, hey, I can give them a full-time job all the time. We just can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> last question for me, but yeah. what is DP World's impact on Prince Rupert, like in the community? What are they involved in? Um, so it's, it's funny. That's, that actually is one of my department things, and it's one of the ones I have the hardest time talking about. Um, so <laughs> Last hard question. <laughs> well, no, because I, I hate just giving out numbers saying, like, because, you know, it no, makes no. it sound so good. Stuff, yeah. But realistically, DP World cares more about the community than they care about their name on something. So Rupert Redesign, they're one of the, the three main uh, uh, supporters of that. That is into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, our budget for stuff we do within the community, just I'll call it like the, the sponsorship stuff, mm-hmm. is over $100,000 a year in the community. Um, and it's still not enough. I know I, I turn down people every year and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I feel off about that. Um, but we're we're do in in the in the four years it's been well over a million dollars that they've put into the community mm-hmm. in just social stuff. Oh okay. Um, you know, and that's that's not including the summer students and the work experiences mm-hmm. and all that. Right. Kind of stuff. I noticed that there's a huge difference. Like I see it as a community member. Like we didn't have that before. Yeah. You know where. To be honest, for me it was. I always see the, the, the Port-au-Prince Rupert, yeah. but I never see DP World. Uh, and that's kind of one of the things I get my hands slapped for. Can you call me when you're done? Yeah. That's a quick question. Yeah. Um, I get... Um, <laughs> We're podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, see, that's what happens. It's like you're always working. Um, yeah, um, you know, and I get my hands slapped a little bit. It's like I don't have the logo out enough, but some of the stuff that we do is so important, like... Um, with the Transition Society, what we did last year, for instance, we put together a whole bunch of just kits, like one, like the like entry kits with like because we travel as staff, mm-hmm. yeah. so we got all of our soaps together and stuff like that, and then yeah, the company yeah. went and bought oh, yeah. toothbrushes to go with and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so we just do a bunch of stuff. All of our uh, computers, because for every so many hours our computers are on, we then recycle them. Mm-hmm. Well, they were going used to going to recycling, and now I buy um, a new um, hard drives for them. And basically donate them back into the school district and to and oh, to wow. that's uh, great. Um, that's things like so mm-hmm. you know you just like yeah. Um, I'm trying to see where you're coming. Oh, there it when is. When we leave, we'll be taking tower. your computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but you know um, yeah no you yeah. just like, like things like that. We're just all like, we're always doing um, and so you know I when the clock so. bro- yeah I don't know it's, it's really hard but yeah the the, the impact is the, I think there's an impact. Um, mm. I hope that other people recognize that, and I don't know if it means that we have to put our sticker or logo more on stuff. But sure. I don't. I, I mean, mm-hmm. the idea is for us is to make sure that the community is livable yeah. socially and that kind of stuff. So, um, one of the other big things that we're going to be doing in twenty twenty is working with Trinity House um, okay. and stuff cool. like that. So again, not some, that's not something that I feel comfortable in broadcasting or, sure, or like, yeah. you know, like yeah, you know yeah. like putting commercial laws commercial yeah, yeah. and stuff like that yeah that's, that's like a, taking a selfie with you know look what I did yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, exactly yeah. it like, and someone in their toughest times right yeah. that, in, in, in your yeah. yeah no so but just know that the community is is, is, is actually you're embracing not the an, community yeah. yeah not ignored that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think the Rupert redesign um, focus is huge because we need su- succession planning in Prince yeah. Rupert we need to know how we should be de- designing the community yeah. and what we need to be for sure. preparing ourselves for yeah that's awesome well thank you very much no for yes. talking with us today I feel like we could be doing a part two at some point well, 100% to, agree because yeah. there's more questions yeah. I, have yeah. I know, I, I know. I, and I, the I, port's ramping up again that's so. exactly it you know and, and so there's there's so many things that you know mm-hmm. yeah there's so many more things that like even like macro the macroeconomics and macro yeah. trade piece so like how yeah. a town of 10,000 how is it important to Canada uh, I'll be honest with you it's now so important that we got the um, deputy deputy secretary to cabinet um, for the feds here a few weeks ago yeah well maybe wow. that's our part two <laughs> so so at, the end of the, so at the end of the day like like yeah the Prince Rupert's like noticed. business humanity kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. Right? yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah. so that was awesome thank you so much no problem at all sweet yeah okay awesome. I'm gonna stop I just wanna hang out here yeah <laughs> just and I kinda wanna 